Welcome to Easton Ivy Podcast. Join our host, Nicole Canole, realtor and CEO of Easton Ivy Homes, as she discusses our local DMV real estate market and shares advice for your largest investment. Welcome back, East and Ivy family. It has been so many months since I have spoken to you last. I believe the last podcast we did was in October of 2021. But, you know, after chatting with our listeners and our clients and friends on social or on email or person phone, you know, the phone, that thing that most people don't really use anymore, uh, we realized that we were really missing an opportunity to talk to you guys about what we know most, which is the real estate market, and to tell you something interesting that happened with East and Ivy recently. So we joined the top 1% in America this year, um, and we joined a company called Place. So Place is an industry... Um, all-in-one real estate platform providing technology and services to the top 1% of real estate agents um, delivering an unparalleled customer experience, which is led by the fabulous Ben Kenny and Chris Suarez. And we have a lot of friends who had been joining them over the last year. So we started a bigger conversation with them. And at the end of 2021, we decided to go ahead and sign so we can bring you guys the most value um, for the years to come. So one of the things that we got to do recently was hear Ben and Chris do an economy update that was presented by Goldman Sachs, which also happens to be a business partner of Place. Place got a, recently got a billion-dollar valuation, and then they took an investment for, on their Series A funding, preparing us to be able to serve you guys in the best way possible. So we have some proprietary data that came from Goldman um, that we recently heard that we're going to get into today. But before we do all that, I actually want to introduce you to somebody who's very special to me. Um, He's our newest employee here at Easton Ivy, and he's our executive assistant. His name is Kaz. Say hi, Kaz. What's going on, guys? Um, And Kaz came from the great state of South Carolina. He is actually, so I had a mentor growing up, um, and this is her youngest son. So it's a really beautiful moment to see this full circle happening um, that we get to teach him about the thing that we love. So Kaz, introduce yourself and tell them who you are. Well, hey guys, my name is uh, Kaz Neal. I am from South Carolina, the great state. Yes. Um, down south, you know how it goes, baby. <laughs> um, I went to the University of South Carolina, you know, the real USC. There it is. Go Cox. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, I, uh, I studied political science, and um, when I got done down there, um, I actually got this great opportunity from Nicole after visiting her for a little bit. I came down here for two weeks with my mother. We had a great time visiting, and I got the opportunity to talk with Cole and literally just talk about everything with real estate and you know her ideas in it what she wants to do with her life and um I don't know I guess I made a little bit of an impact because I'm down here now there and um <laughs> I'm learning everything I possibly can soaking it all up like a sponge yeah and so I one of the reasons why he's on on this podcast specifically is because Kaz had the opportunity to sit on the place call where he got to hear Ben and Chris talk about Uh, the real estate industry and the economy data. So I wanted Kaz to tell you some of the things that he heard from this and the impact that it made on him um, as a young person um, and perhaps can help anybody who doesn't know real estate the way that we do. So Kaz, tell us a little bit about like the things that you learned from this last call. Yeah. And I love how you pointed out that it's like, you know, someone younger, because for me, I don't really have a good idea about real estate, you know, not the strongest one, but sitting in these calls, I've learned so much. I mean, it's, insane the amount of data that's out there and the amount of things that are out there but the biggest thing i probably learned was a different perspective you know because coming into i guess the real estate game all i was sitting there thinking was you know 
find someone to sell a home to, find someone that's going to buy a home. And, you know, that's it, point blank. But what I learned was, you know, it's not all about just doing that. It's more about wealth management and helping someone create wealth in their life through real estate. And um, that's why it's truly, you know, beneficial to go out and reach out for, you know, some professionals like Cole here at Easton Ivy, you know, Will. Um, these are all very professional people. Um, and uh, when you're talking about people that uh, people in the U.S., the majority of them have 90 percent of their net worth inside of their home. And when it comes to wealth management, that's something you wouldn't want to mess with when it's 90 percent of everything that you are. And uh, I think that was the biggest thing I took away from it, just because I was able to learn that perspective, which you don't really get taught that way, especially looking at real estate from the outside in. But when you have the opportunity to sit in on these conversations and uh, just get all of this stuff, you know, all of this um, information, you know, data points and um, everything, it's it's really a lot to take in. But I can definitely say the most interesting thing was, you know, you're not just a realtor. You're not just here to sell and buy homes. You are here to help these individuals help your friends help family help you know the new friends you're going to make help them uh, manage their wealth and tell them exactly you know like where where they can put their money in order to help them best Kaz thanks for mentioning the the part about the being a wealth advisor in a way so I wanted to put some things into perspective for you guys there are 83 million homeowners in the U.S. and 6.14 million homes were sold last year which is actually the largest number ever sold um, 90 billion dollars in revenue is what that means, um, which is actually the most product ever sold. That means the wealth of the average American is also increasing. Uh, and the average American has 90% of their net worth in their home. So I think it's interesting to talk about inflation right now. Because um, what do you understand about inflation? Um, from what I've gathered with it, so for example, in 2019, inflation was 3.3%. Um, 2020, we dropped down to 1.4%. In 2021, back up to 47 and uh, we ended off 2021 in December with it up as high as 7%. Um, and uh, the thing with inflation rates, you know, um, things look better when the value goes up, right? So you're kind of driving the market with that in a sense. And uh, it really tells the tale of, you know, is it a buyer or a seller's market? Well, we haven't had, we have not had a buyer's market in the entire time I've been in real estate. Um, and that it, it all is based on the inventory versus the amount of buyers and the time it takes to sell a home. And what we learned recently is that it's record times in the history of anything that we've ever been tracking um, in the United States. So this is homes are selling the faster that they ever have. So that is telling you right there, it is still a seller's market. But interestingly enough, I keep it's, it's this regurgitating or thing that I keep hearing over and over and over again from our clients, which is like, well, I just want to wait to buy. I want to wait to buy because I want to wait for the market crash. And I think the important thing to understand here is that the market's not going to crash. This has all been built by supply and demand. Um, you know, the millennials are the largest home buyer group that's ever been. We're also one of the largest generations that's ever been. So even though more homes are trading, we've got more people buying them. And so whenever that happens, you're going to have values continue, continue to raise. In fact, Ben said something interesting um, that I couldn't quite wrap my head around until I asked him to explain it a little bit better. And he said, get cash assets into an investment property when inflation is up because inflation will soon crash. And and I wrote him and I was like, hey, man, this really feels contradictory to me. I don't understand. And he put it into perspective in a really brilliant way. And he said, cash is not a growing asset because of inflation. It's actually worthless every day. 
and investing it wisely will allow you to protect yourself against inflation and also create additional cash flow, cash flow for future investments. So if something that we know, which is values are going to continue to rise, like inflation, like Kaz was just saying, it was like 2019, 3.3, 2020, 1.4, 2021, 4.7. And I will tell you this as of December, it was insane, the stuff that we saw. But understanding that, that the values aren't going to crash. The, it's just not, this is not the same market in 2018 or 2008, whenever all of this was happening. This is a, a different situation. Um, it would be smarter for you to invest your money now and protect yourself, protect your cash against inflation because it's not really going to do much for you sitting in the, sitting in your bank account. Mm-mm. No. So... Another thing that they talked about was the gross domestic product or gross domestic product GDP. Man, I have not been in college in a long time. So hearing all this stuff, it kind of made me laugh. I was like, wow, well, my econ courses are paying off now. Uh, so uh, the value of all goods and services and everything within the borders of our country. That is what the GDP is. So in 2019, this grew by 2.2%. And in 2021, it grew by 5.5%. So Kaz... Why did the GDP increase in the last two years? Um, I really, I, I would say, you know, and this is based off of everything I've read and everything, the government giving money to our economy, right? So um, when our economy has an influx of cash given into it or, you know, money in general that can be spent, what happens is that in turn uh, feeds the real estate market. And then the real estate market in turn feeds the um, the the real estate market feeds the um, normal uh, cash flow in the market and that in turn feeds the real estate market. So it's all kind of like a cycle. Um, but uh, they've uh, what happened was the government is giving a lot of money to the economy, you know, pushing stuff out through these uh, PPP loans and all these different uh, ways to get money flowing through the economy once again after this pandemic. And uh, they lowered interest rates and they actually spent, you know, $23 trillion in the economy. And um, that's trillion with a T. Yeah, trillion with a T. Big, big money signs. And uh, and the craziest part about all that is uh, GDPs historically have been static. You know, they don't really jump up like they have been in these past few years. And um, we've seen a lot of uh, going up and going down. Like I said, 2019 or like Nicole said, 2019, 2.2 percent, 2021, 5.5 percent. And those just aren't really numbers we're uh, used to seeing within, you know, a two year gap. Um but yeah, you know, it's just the the major influx of cash going, or not even necessarily cash, just money moving through our economy. And um, yeah, it's just you know the GDP. We've been spending more on services, which is a I mean a huge thing for us Americans. Well, but, yeah. um, services, buying product, literally everything. And uh, because of that, it is in turn it um, I think went back into real into the real estate market, which in turn went back into our market. You know, just yeah. your consumer market, and. Um, so I can only guess that, you know, coming up next would be it coming back into the real estate market. Well, that's what we're expecting for 2022. Now, something interesting to consider here about income in general. Uh, people are actually making less in 2022 than they have been in years past. Household income, let's define that. Household income is two persons in each household. That's whatever we're talking about, what this actually means. Um, our expenses are higher, but yet more luxury homes were sold in 2021 than any year ever before uh that you can say the top one percent in america is actually making five hundred four thousand dollars annually so i we were talking about this before the podcast is like the great distribution of wealth in 2021 you say what you said yeah no, I, yeah and these uh since the pandemic uh there's been the greatest influx of like wealth uh transformation um the biggest it's been the biggest time ever in the history of the United States that uh, as many young people actually have 
a dollar in their pocket per se. Yeah, whenever we're out there dealing with, you know, working with our clients and, and showing them listings, it's like my my, uh, my average price point in 2021 actually jumped by nearly $100,000. Uh, and my my client age was significantly younger. And I was just like, where is all this money coming from? And it was, I mean, their answers were very interesting. Some were from based in crypto. Some were based in just playing with the stock market and becoming day traders overnight. And just like <laughs> investing their money wisely whenever we were all put... Um, put into quarantine and such and so i'd like to say just a crazy thing about that is um it's also a well-known a statistic that 33 percent of people between 18 and 34 are still living with their parents you know so like to say it's like to say that money's transition is still a crazy thought just when you read a statistic like that mm-hmm. that is crazy well most people have to live somewhere <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> yeah um in fact 65 percent of people who live somewhere they own their house so that means what 35 percent is renters yeah interesting um I'm or or living with their parents got it yeah okay so that's like 33 percent of people between 18 and 34 are still living with their parents yeah yeah <laughs> oh man my generation is amazing uh i love it. gen z's better whatever (laughs) so i i am a millennial um but i did buy my first house at 19 and i've had the same that's big gen z of you was that big gen z (laughs) okay (laughs) clown so with all that being said i think it's important to to mention that it's not necessarily an inventory problem it's a demand problem that our demand is so much greater now um, than it was. And that's the reason why these prices keep going up and why they're going to continue to grow up. We had a little bit of a lull here in our, our, our market in Northern Virginia, the DC, Maryland, Northern Virginia market for the last couple of months. But I'll tell you, um, about halfway through January, it started to pick up in a really big way to the point where we were writing, um, we're currently writing, you know, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 over what the list price is and people are waving everything. So there's money flowing somewhere. And it seems to be coming back into the real estate market. So there is a cost to wait. I need you guys to understand that there is a cost to wait to purchase a home. And that is the cost of your cash losing value. It's the cost of these prices going up. It's the cost of um, interest rates going up and the affordability being able to being knocked out because whenever interest rates rise and home values continue to rise soon the affordability is going to be gone and then who's going to be buying the houses it's um it's a bit of a bit of a struggle um that we're in a dilemma that we're we're all faced with every day so now i want to bring in will actually will lawrence he's one of our realtors on the team uh, and he's going to talk about kind of some of the local data that we've seen now that you've gotten a brief overview of what this looks like on a national level. But well, talk to me about the housing market predictions for 2022 in the DMV and kind of what we've seen this year. Hi, Nicole. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Um, So I'm going to lean towards some economists that I've been watching a little bit. According to like chief economist, economist, I can't talk. So chief (laughs) economist, uh, Bill McBride, uh, he's the founder and writer of the calculated risk. Um, so he's got an interesting perspective. Um, he thinks that the catalyst is going to be inventory. So that's his main focus. Um, 
He's thinking that, sure, rising mortgage, mortgage rates will slow the housing market or the Fed might raise rates sooner than expected due to recent pickup in inflation. But the one thing he believes is certain is inventory is going to be the driving force. Um, the reality is that listings are currently at record lows, um, which is due to low interest rates and uncertainties around inflation and coronavirus and everything we've been seeing in the market. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, with inventory, we can't sell houses that aren't on the market. Um, and just in our local area, the listings in Virginia and Maryland have uh, decreased by 28 and 12 percent. Um, D.C. having this, a slight increase of 3.4 percent when you compare it to 2021, um, 2020 and 2021. Um, but yeah, I mean, according to Bill, it's simple. Get more listings. <laughs> It seems so simple, but then like there's there's the other side of that is like yeah get more listings except for where are they gonna go live, right. so, which is that usually at this point in life you would have these move up buyers who were selling their houses and they were buying something different or bigger. It, the struggle right now that we're seeing is whenever you're seeing ten to fifteen offers on every single property that you put up that is beautiful and turnkey and all of these things because mind you it's st you still have to present your house beautifully in this market because if it is not you also have to think about the generation that is looking to purchase your home we were raised on hdtv we were raised in instagram we're raised in all of these things so we have an expectation and if our expectations are not being met then you're not going to get those multiple offers you're going to be lucky to see one within a reasonable time frame so it's important to mention the you know, you heard me saying earlier, it's not an inventory problem, but yet you're hearing contradictory information of per perhaps it is an inventory problem, but it's, I want to make the definition of the, it's, it's not saying that we don't have, we have had more inventory than ever before. The issue truly is the fact that we have more people buying homes. So we don't have the inventory to help the people who are in the market purchasing. Okay. Well, so one of the things that we keep hearing is interest rates are potentially going to skyrocket. Um, do do you think that this is going to deter buyers from looking? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so I'm going to lean on Michael Lane, who happens to be the VP and general manager of Showing Time. For those of you that aren't hip to Showing Time and what that is, so Showing Time is actually the real estate industry's leading showing management company, um, and they pull all the stats um, and everything from there so they can tell you um, exactly what's going on. Um, so in 2021 and 2020, showings have actually crushed pre-pandemic numbers with stronger showings and stronger inventory um, buyer demand is is still going strong um, which is really really interesting to see um, but according to our friends uh, Freddie and Fanny and mm -hmm. NAR um, they are projecting in late quarters of 2022 that interest rates could actually reach around four to five percent um, which, you know, is, you know, that's, that seems high, but historically that's still really low, like up 5% is excellent. Um, you know, we're, we've been spoiled, we've been spoiled with the low interest rates that we've been seeing. And then everyone's been capital capitalizing on those leading back to like to circle back and say, oh, we have a low inventory problem. Well, people aren't moving because they're refinancing their house because of the low interest rates. Right. But yeah, like it's basically from the numbers what it's showing is no like it's not deterring buyers and getting back to even if we get to like five percent there's buyers are still going to be out there because it's still hello, historically low rates so to answer your question no i don't think that's going to deter buyers i love the i love the perspective let's hope that that is correct 
All right. So talk to me a little bit about equity. How has this year, uh, this past year affected home equity, specifically in our market, in the DMV market? So I'm going to go here to our friends over at CoreLogic. Uh, they happen to be the leading provider of gold standard data and analytics. No, they're not paying me to uh, shout them out for this. Um, well, uh, well, it's funny that he says that. I'll actually I'll interject there and say that the, who he's referencing is we have some index value tracking in real estate, and that would be the National Association of Realtors, Freddie Mac, the S&P, CoreLogic, Case Shiller, FHA, um, and then Zillow of all places. So these, whenever we're talking about market data from this entire podcast today, you know, this is where all the data is coming from. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Sure. Um, but yeah, just to give you a little bit of insight. So, uh, with equity, um, we've seen more equity gains than we have in the last 45 years in the last two years. Um, just so $57,000 was the average home equity gain for homeowners, um, with mortgages across the entire country. Uh, we want to talk local Virginia saw an average increase of around $46,000 Maryland averaged 40, $45,000 DC provided an average boost of around $29,000 just in 2021 alone, which that's insane. I mean, that's a year's salary for some people, right? Imagine just sitting, parking the money in your house and poof, there it is. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like looking at this or it's like I remember starting to hear in 2020. It's like, well, I'm not going to buy a house right now because it has to crash. Well, no. Instead, you just cost yourself $50,000. Yeah. Now they're watching their friends with equity. It's allowing people to do things that they've never been able to do before. Right. Oh, you're locked down in your house. Cool. Let's go to Home Depot. We will pull out a HELOC. Well, you don't pull out a HELOC at Home Depot. But... <laughs> <laughs> cart before the horse right <laughs> so um no you pull you go you go talk to a lender then you do a heloc and then with all that equity that you just scooped out of your house you go hgtv that you've been sitting and binging on youtube all day <laughs> and then you just watch all these videos and you're like i can do that i've got money and you just fix up your house that's true or you park it in another house and then you just start investing people just start investing in crypto they start investing in random things that they see on the internet and now they're millionaires it's true. You know, one thing I invested in this year that didn't do so well? Peloton. Mm, got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sad. That, tell me about I that. Keep getting, no, I keep getting notifications on my stuff. Peloton down, Peloton down, Peloton down. I'm like, dang it. So, Will, based on everything that we've kind of talked about today regarding the national economy, all the economists, the local data, what is the bottom line? Bottom line is interest rates are going to go up slightly in 2022. Um but not a whole lot's going to change. Um, so it's still a good time to buy a house. Um, so if you have the ability, get out there and buy a house. Um, you know, otherwise your friends are going to be building wealth and you're going to be building someone else's wealth by renting. Well, thank you, Will. I appreciate that. So Kaz, what do you think with all of this information coming your way? Yeah, thanks, Nicole. Um, in closing, I just wanted to say to uh, anyone who's not confident in their ability to understand the real estate market, um, similar to me right now, I've been here for a short period of time and everything I'm learning right now is it's very big news to me and it's stuff I never thought I would have ever learned, especially with the real estate market. But it's very important that you do talk to a professional and that's something I have realized in this short period of time because they have invaluable information that they can give you and help you understand, which is the biggest point is understanding it because like we did talk about, um, real estate is wealth management and, um, you know, you really need to 
take advantage of the people around you and the resources that you have around you in order to best benefit yourself and your family. And you do not want to get caught on the bad end of the market. You also don't want to be caught in spinning your wheels either. You know, it's this, I mentioned it briefly earlier, the crazy stuff that we're seeing. And whenever you're working with a professional, we're going to be able to guide you on one, how to protect yourself, protect your assets, but also put you in a winning position to be able to get the home that you want. Trying to do this on your own is, can end you in a, it can also put you in financial ruin. You know, we've, unfortunately, we've seen people who have put in offers and they're not doing inspections and they're not doing all, you know, no financing, no appraisal, no anything. And then all of a sudden you get to the finish line and you're so excited about your house, but then you find out that you're, have a hundred thousand dollars worth of structural damage that you had no way of knowing earlier because you signed Mm -hmm. all your rights away. So there's really understanding what this means instead of just getting into a competition mode is extraordinarily important for protecting you and your family's wealth going forward. So honestly, guys, it was a really fun time being able to spend some time with you today. I hope that you got some value out of this and that if you're looking to buy or sell a house, hit us up. We would love to help you. Bye, guys. East and Ivy is a team of full-time realtors and investment advisors working with buyers, sellers, and investors in Northern Virginia, D.C., and Maryland's capital region. If you have any questions regarding buying, selling, or anything you heard on today's episode, please reach out. You can call us at 571-308-2902 or find us on Instagram at East underscore and underscore Ivy or on Facebook. Just search East and Ivy.